Welcome to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm Chef West Step, and I'll be your host for Outer Banks Raw, a brand new podcast coming from the Outer Banks. We're going to be talking about food, fitness, lifestyle, you name it, that Outer Banks state of mind that y'all love so much. You want to plug in? Tune in here. This podcast is brought to you by NC Coast Grill and Bar in Duck, North Carolina. NC Coast Grill and Bar celebrates the flavors of the coastal south while bringing in cross-cultural and global influences to the Outer Banks. Hey, this is Chef Westep, and welcome back to another episode of Outer Banks Raw. Okay, Outer Banks Raw is coming to you from Duck, North Carolina, and it's everything about the Outer Banks. Today, I have a couple special guests with me. You'll recognize their businesses if you've been down here on the Outer Banks. I know I frequent them quite often, especially the coffee shop. But we have Laura and Phil Wayland. How y'all doing today? We're doing good. Fantastic. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, we appreciate you coming. Okay, guys, I want you to tell me. Tell me all the different businesses that you have down here. Okay, so we have Front Porch Cafe. We have three coffee shops, three locations of that, Manio, Nags Head, and Kill Devil Hills. We have Outer Banks Olive Oil. So we also have three locations in Duck, Kill Devil Hills, and Nags Head. Wow. And then we also have Chips, Wine, and Beer, and that was our very first business here. The first business was Chips, Wine, and Beer. The first business was Chips. Yeah, that was 12 years ago. Wow. And where do you all come from? So, actually, I grew up in Chesapeake, Virginia, and Phil's from Northern Virginia. Up in the Alexandria area. Gotcha. Now, do you guys do anything else, or do you have another, do you have other sideline jobs? Other businesses? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Does that not, is that all you do, okay, is the three with multiple locations in each one? So, I do have a day job. So, I, you know, I help out at at nights and weekends in the businesses, but I have a day job. I work for a healthcare company, so I have a full-time job all day. Let me ask you guys a question. So Chesapeake, Northern Virginia, right? What made you decide to jump in with both feet? And it sounds like with multiple businesses, we got to say both feet, especially since you're still growing, right? Yes. I mean, you got plans for front porch. still got plans. Yeah, always growing, always growing. What made it the Outer Banks? So, I mean, obviously I grew up in the Virginia Beach area, so very close to the Outer Banks. We would would come down here as a family. We actually vacationed here right after college together. It was Uh, our first beach trip together. It was our first beach trip to Avon. So, yeah. Then we ended up moving out to Mayock. So we were about 50 minutes from here. Right. Worked for a wine tasting company that went under and just started looking like, what's out there? What am I going to do? And I told Phil, I said, so I found this wine shop for sale in the Outer Banks. You know, and it's only like 50 miles away. Right. He was working up in Norfolk. So we both went either direction. I said, I think we should buy this wine shop. And he said, where are you going to get the money for that? And I said, from a bank. There you go. So, <laughs> How'd that work? Lo and behold, they did give it to me in 2010. So yeah. that was a that was a crazy thing. Yeah, right in the middle of the recession, it was yeah. crazy. I, I don't know how many people said they're never going to get you the, the money. Yeah. But, uh, was it a local bank or was it? It was. It yeah. was East Carolina Bank at the time. Oh, yeah. So, wow. yeah. Wow. East Carolina Bank. What are they now? First National? First National. First National. Yeah. I think yeah. they're First National. They've changed their name like Yeah. We met three with or- uh, Bill Ray and Landon Price. And yeah, Landon's here now at town. Yeah. yeah. Landon is my personal banker. Yeah, yeah. Landon, Landon and We Taylor. followed Landon. Landon's yep. great. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. So we've had a 12, 13-year relationship with Landon since that first meeting. You know, for me, when I opened Red Sky, which was 2002, a guy named Taylor Suggs, which is 
works with Landon. Yes, we know Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> he was with Wachovia at the time, which is now Wells Fargo. And I remember walking in there, and I did not have a pot to piss in. You know what I mean? Us and either. Us yeah, either. <laughs> it was like, this is not a good bet, you know? I'll never forget, though. He listened to my whole story. Plus, he intimidated the hell out of me because, you know, they— in my business, we dress kind of like I'm dressed today, you know, which is kind of laid back or chef uniformy or dirty or whatever it is. <laughs> and he was all like, you know, start shirt, really friggin' like conservative looking dude. And I had a business plan. He threw it away. He said, I don't loan money to people who want to open restaurants. And I'm like, this is going nowhere. But at the end of the day, he looked at me, he goes, but we watched you at where you worked at before at Kelly's. And if anyone could do it, it'd probably be you. So I'm going to loan you the money. I was amazed, you know what I mean? And when Landon or those guys did it for you guys, you know, it's like sometimes those bankers, not often, nine out of 10 times, they're going to look at you and say, we'd rather not, but you get lucky down here. Yeah, it was, a, it was a process with them. I mean, they told us what they wanted, you know, five-year projections, bring your business plan, and they're nodding their heads. I'm like, I think they're going to loan us the money. Like, they, people are like, they're not going to. They're not, banks are not loaning money. Right. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like I read people pretty well. I think they're going to. So three weeks later, we actually got an SBA loan. So Chips Wine and Beer was the first one, which was an established business. It was. But you guys were a niche business because there wasn't a whole lot of Chips Wine and Beer type places There wasn't. Here. And the ones I think that had been opening, more grocery stores were opening at the time. So... I think some of the smaller places that were kind of struggling against more what? grocery. And now we even have those growlers to go and those kind of businesses right. as well that have developed over as as the beach has matured. Yeah, you and say? we really had to kind of evolve too with what yeah, people were wanting. Uh, we added the tasting room in there and, right. then, and then we expanded to the olive oil and that was kind of a, a vision of... That was totally you guys, right? That was yeah. totally us. Like, how do we expand on this tasting room idea? We had one oil that we were selling at Chips. And people would bring their bottles back. They would go back home to Raleigh or wherever they were from and bring their bottle back and refill it and then go back home. And we thought, you know what? Maybe we have something here. Right. Maybe I could have six olive oils is yeah. what I thought. And that kind of developed into an entire store, which people thought wasn't going to work. You know, people were like, people buy olive oil. People, right. you know, right. and that was like, te- that I was mean, 10 years can, ago now. You can get olive oil at all the big chain stores, you know what I mean? And that's why I love having guests like you guys on here, because what you do is you see the entrepreneurial spirit shine. And the Outer Banks of North Carolina is fertile ground for that, because stuff that's passe in New York is brand new to us down here on the on the yeah, Outer we Banks. We are hard workers down here. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> and so you got the olive oil company, and then you decided, so now we got Landon going out on a limb to loan you the money for yes. chips, wine, and beer. And we've and, had a couple other entrepreneurial type of side things yeah. with, with Landon as well. Yeah. So he's always been in our corner. So it's, I mean, it's great to work with like a local bank because they get the they, local ambiance. They get what's happening right. in here. They understand like the seasonality. The way that you need money, even one of our loans, our very first olive oil store loan, we actually got from OBX Bank. Right. And me too. I got I got loans from those guys too. And they structured the loan in a way that we only had to make major big payments in the summer, summer. and then interest only the rest of the year, and we paid it off in two years. So that was was super amazingly helpful for us. Yeah. Yeah. OBX Bank 
spend into Town Bank, yep. and that's where I got in with Town Bank. And you're right, the locality or the local businesses, once again, and to include banks, support us locals because we understand what we're going through. Yeah, right? because I'm not so sure some, you know, some now of the you, bigger all, ones. Then you went, and you now you've gotten another well-established business down here. You worked out a deal and took over the Front Porch yes, Cafe. Yes, now, now we've got three locations of Front Porch yeah. Cafe. We are in the works now of starting to franchise which is a whole new realm for us. Yes. So we're, you know, just adding and growing and just seeing yeah. what's out there. Now, Front Porch Cafe, needless to say, I'm one of your best customers. <laughs> yes. You can always find you in there every morning. Yeah. <laughs> Generally about every other morning or some morning. It's, it's part of my routine. And then the coffee's great. I do sample all the different kinds of coffee. But one thing I noticed about you guys, you guys do some cooking stuff. You guys love food. You guys have all come to my pop-up dinners at Red Sky Cafe. It was so great seeing We're you guys. huge foodies. We love to travel. Like, I think we're just like... We're going to be doing that in October coming up here. I've got a chef over there from South Africa, and she wants to do everything about the pig. So it's from, like, the front to the back. It's going to be the whole thing. So make sure you guys can try to come on over. But anyway, I know how much you appreciate food and how much you appreciate just that that whole side of life. Who has all the attention to detail in this relationship? You know. (laughs) (laughs) It's Laura. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Laura, guys like me and Phil love people like you, okay? Um, I'm the planner, okay? I'll admit it. And the reason I say that is because I know, you know, from watching some of your videos on Facebook and different things, you know, you love the food, but you guys are thriving on or creating businesses around the details. It's like olive oil isn't just olive oil anymore. There's peach-infused olive oil. There's the, you know, all the, well, you guys know. And that's one of the details. It's like, hey, we're here to supply everything you need. You know how to buy the center of the plate. Yeah, and a lot of that really spun out of COVID with the shutdown. If I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. That's, uh, you know, I had never done a Facebook Live yeah. Before right. that, I didn't even know how to do a Facebook Live. I open up my phone and I'm like, okay. And I was so nervous. People think it's funny, but I was so nervous to be on camera. Yeah. And when we started doing the virtual tastings and virtual happy hours and all these virtual cooking things and just doing these like, you're just trying to kind of like share exactly what you're doing. Like right. sharing a little piece of the Outer Banks with people who couldn't come here at that particular time. And luckily that actually worked out for us really, really well. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause we were shut down in dock here. We were shut down in Nags head. We kept the shipping open in kill devil Hills, you know, and unfortunately had to lay almost everyone off. Yep. You know, we have some fantastic employees. You really do. We yeah. have, I'm going to brag because I swear, I think we have some of the best, <laughs> the best employees here in Outer Banks. I mean, some people just came and they weren't even being paid. They yep. were helping to pack, ship. They were like painting, you know, doing inventory, helping us like transfer inventory. I mean, just the level of people wanting to chip in. Oh, when yeah. They kind of the chips are down, which is really what the Outer Banks is really about. It is. You know, it's like that's another thing that's a key ingredient in the entrepreneurial spirit is not just the pressure you put on yourself to continue to grow, but survival. It's like, I don't know about you guys, but a small business is like a lot of stuff is life and death. It, it seems is. like, I mean, it, to business world. Yes. 
every day. Every day. You know, your your phone's next to you. You don't know who's going to show, who's not going to show. You might it's have that great morning employee. text, and you're yeah. like, what is it? What's going wrong? What yes. happened? <laughs> I know. You know what I hate worse is when somebody calls and they don't leave a message from work. Oh, you know, and I'm like, why don't you just send a text? <laughs> is it like someone's late or is it the place is on fire? You know what I mean? Because that's right. where my mind goes. Yes. I go to the coffee shop, front porch, because I like the coffee. Coffee's great. great. Yeah. Yeah. But really? We've drank a lot of coffee in a lot of places, and front porch coffee is... It's awesome. It's awesome. (laughs) But there's an ambiance as well. There is. You know what I mean? You feel comfortable. People are smiling back there. I mean, it's kind of like your 10 a.m. fix of cheers. It is. You know what I mean? It I is. mean, That's even great. if I just go in there and I've like had enough coffee, I don't want to have coffee. I just like to go in, say hi to everybody, you know. Yeah, and, creating and keeping that culture is like so important and to that's me. That's where just you guys across are, the are, you know, like threading the needle. You know what I mean? Because you came in, you're new, they were used to it, you know, and change is always. The side eye. I mean, yeah. luckily, half of the staff already knew us, right? And knew us yeah. pretty well from being next door neighbors, owning chips next door. So half of the staff, already kind of knew us and they were like, Maria said, thank God it's you. Like, you know, so there was a little bit of comfort level, but then, you know, with any time that you're coming in and buying a business that people are worried about what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Am I still going to have my job? Are they going to change it? Are they bringing in different people? You know, and that was they going to be thinking we've been doing some stuff wrong for the last 10 years and, you know, or whatever it is. And they'll even tell me people will stop by and be like, how are the new owners? How are the new owners? And And we'll probably be the new owners for like 10 years. I'm just (laughs) And you know what, though? I mean, when I was listening to, you know, just having my cup of coffee, because I'm just the guy, and I would hear him talking, and they were always, they would talk positive, you know what I mean? And I was listening for that. And when they were talking positive about the new ownership, Phil and Laura, you... I tip my hat to y'all. It's, a, it's, a, it's you, a tough position to be It is. It can be a very challenging position and one that you have to be political, delicate, you know what I mean? And the whole nine yards. And then, you know, you guys have got it going. Great. I mean, that place is is pumping. Yeah. yeah no. It was an exciting challenge. It was it was, it was. It's a yeah. new level of business. Obviously, it went from like owning one store to seven. Right. Not overnight, but virtually kind of, you know, all of a sudden you add three more with 50 more employees. It's, yeah. yeah. So when did you start Chips? When did Landon first do So their, that their... was 2010 that we met with Landon. And how many employees did you have roughly? We had two. You and Phil. <laughs> no, the <laughs> Phil wasn't even working there because no. he was still working his job. It was me and I had two. They always say they got sold with the business. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, the, so Mike stayed on with us several more, maybe like five or six more years. Right. And then Janie stayed a couple more years. So, Okay, let's fast forward now from the initial, we don't know if we want a load of money, but somebody feeling pretty gutsy out there in banker world to 2022 with all of your, how many people in the height of the season did you guys roughly employ this summer amongst Um, all the businesses? Do you have any idea? I think it's closer to 60. Wow. With all of them, you know, and then you've got, you've got some seasonal people that just come in and we have a lot of seasonal people that come just every summer and come back. Which are vital for our success of our business. Wonderful that they'll come back. And we have a lot of really long-term staff. So, which makes it a whole lot easier than not having to 
trying to hire constantly. Although we're always we're always looking for fantastic people, but right. people do yeah. tend to stay, which is wonderful. You know, yes. just having to hire someone over and over and over again if they don't stay, if they don't yeah. fit in, and we just kind of want you to go. You know, we yeah. want you to we want yeah. you to be happy. I want to go in there and be in a good mood. I want to yeah. like all of you. <laughs> yeah. So we're spending so much time at work. You know, you definitely want to make sure it's a place that people want to People want to go. Customers want to go. Employees want to be there. You know, I don't know if sometimes I I, I don't know if workers kind of miss that sometimes, but there is nobody more pulling for their personal success than like a small business owner. So you know what I mean? Because if they're successful, personal life and professional life, of course, and I've seen people move on and that's that's fantastic too. Like I never want to stand in someone's way if you have a better opportunity because we've had fantastic employees and sometimes they're just going to outgrow us. Right. Right. Like we're not there end all be all. They're going to outgrow the position that you may have. Exactly. And that has always been since the very beginning, you know, us having the two employees, there was three total, I guess, and I was one of them. You know, that was always one of the things that we did lose people over time because they did outgrow us because they had bigger aspirations. And now some of them have businesses here. So that's what makes me so proud too. I mean, we did open one. We were still living in Moyak at the time and I was driving here. So 50 minutes where people, that's a long way for people who live in the Outer Banks. Like we don't drive more than a couple of miles. It's a boring drive too, kind (laughs) of. I mean, it's pretty like the first 150 miles. Yeah, it's not a fun drive. But um, we had opened a Chips, Wine and Beer out there. And that was because six months after we did purchase chips. Phil got laid off from his job. Sorry, Phil. Yeah. Well, that was actually a, turned into a good thing because yeah. at the time we thought we can't have a second store. We couldn't. Laura was like, there's no way we could do more than one store. It was too much. So universe said, nope, you're going to have more than one store in your life. So I lost my job. <laughs> Found I a thought, new one. I thought I'm amazing. I'm going to find another job. Um, <laughs> After a couple of months of looking, <laughs> we decided to uh, make me a job, and we opened another store. So we opened that Chips, Wine, and Beer Market in Moyak yeah. and had we, that for five years. Five years. And then we actually really well. sold that to one of our employees. Oh, and that's so awesome. now yeah. he has when had it for five here. years. Yeah. He just called me in December and said he made his last loan payment. That's that's so, awesome. I know. I'm mean, like, I couldn't be more proud. Yeah. You know, like that, that was kind of a very full, it was a very full circle moment. Yeah, I do. I do love when you see somebody and it doesn't happen all the time. Most of the time when people quit you or whatever, it's more of a lateral if be, at best move. You know right. what I mean? It's like, I, I Grass went from, is not always greener. I, yeah, I, I, I went you know, for 50 cents more an hour. I went to this coffee shop and you're like, oh, Lord, no matter where you go, there you are. Sorry, you know. But anyway, when they go to the next level, it's like, wow, you know, you share their joy. Yes. You know, I love to see people succeed, Yeah, you know, whether it is with us or it's without us. I like to see people like accomplish their dreams. And if your dream is not working in the coffee shop, I mean, I think we have a really great job, but (laughs) so, you know, sometimes other people have other aspirations and this is just filling the need for right now. And I think that's a perfect segue to go back to this community that you guys, you know, discovered some 10 years ago. I mean, not that you discovered it just 10 years ago, but you decided to to plant yes. here, you know. Well, what and I mean? it was always the goal to move here, and it was still during the downturn of the our house is underwater. How are we going to be able to sell it? How can we? And so we were kind of tied to Moyak for a while. We actually lived there for twelve years. So seven years ago, we were finally able to sell our house, and we moved here. All right, where are y'all so, living? Down we in live Kilda on Bay. Hills? Yeah, we live on Bay. 
guess what? There is no secret handshake to this stuff. It's just you got to put in the grind. Yeah. And I think people don't see, like, they see the end. Yeah. Right? They see you have two restaurants. They're, you know. Oh, yeah. They're like, you're very successful. But you know where you started. I, I We know where we started with no money. Right. Houses underwater. Right. Like, it just, you know, and nothing. we also... Clean out our 401k. How quickly (laughs) the weather can turn. You know what I mean? Unless we keep moving and and going forward, you know, it's just like how quickly it, you know, the storm can come in. I mean, you know, Lord have mercy. (laughs) Who would have seen COVID happen? You know, this community has always, it's like just for you guys, same thing for you guys. And same thing for me is we didn't have a whole lot going into this, like personal acquired wealth or rich mommy and and daddy or whatever. A lot of the business owners here. Yeah, a lot of the business owners here saw a need or wanted to make a life here or they saw something that they could do. You know, they were working the two or three jobs trying to make ends meet and they kind of figured it out. Like, how can I live here? Right. We live in the most beautiful, amazing place I think in the world, I and we travel too. a lot. Yes, you, know? you guys do. <laughs> I mean, I live vicariously through your Facebook posts. I'm like, a few oh extra gosh, coming up. Like, I, <laughs> I need an olive oil company. You know, where? How are these guys doing this? But anyway, very strategic because yeah. I can tell you there was. I many can years see that. A lot that of years I, of not traveling. There was at all. a lot yeah. of years of no travel, like yeah. a lot, a lot. And then I think we got to the place where the kids were getting a little bit older, and I'm like, they are going to be out of this house. So how many I, kids do you have? We have two. All right. So eighteen and twenty years old now. So yeah. the and now the, they're both out of the house. They're both so. out of the house. We just dropped off the youngest at college at Chapel Hill. So, yeah. so now, now we're know. empty nesters. I don't know about you guys, but especially with all your businesses and everything, like I made a decision because I've been doing this for a long time. Okay, I'm not old as the hills, but pretty damn close. And this year, I just said I'm going away for a weekend or whatever each month, even in the middle of the season. Which, I find the smaller trips are actually a better use yes. of my time because so, I don't get so lost. Yeah, I'll fly to Denver. Yes. I'll fly to here. I, Three I'm days. Like you like, guys. Perfect. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking for good food wherever I go because I want to open up that box that we get into wherever you are. You get into like this tunnel vision. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like... You need to see how they're selling olive oil somewhere else. Well, you do, so, yeah, and you get, get great ideas. ideas from traveling other places yeah, yeah. as well. You get yeah. really inspired. So I've definitely been inspired. Yeah, by a friend others. of mine told me once, he said, Wes, if you had an original thought, it would die from loneliness. You know, everything I do, I've seen it, and then I vary it somehow exactly. to fit yeah. me or what I like. You know what no, I mean? So it. I tweak it. I don't know about you guys, but so I go away for the three days. It's just three days. I mean, it ain't no big deal. But <laughs> I forget how used to just chaos that I am. So I calm down for those three days, but when then when I come back, nothing in particular is wrong, and my team has done a great job of making sure everybody gets fed, but it just feels like you're jumping into the frigging cold pool again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean? I've definitely been on the snorkel boat and someplace else and doing an interview yeah. on the phone, <laughs> like, over the phone because we have to hire somebody like right now. Right. <laughs> It's just I can't yeah. wait for me to come back. So <laughs> my mind is I mean, it takes me a day or so to get back into the zone. You know what I mean? It's like the crazy zone. I love watching you guys like little travels. And I love it when you guys come up and support us and, and you know, for our dinners and our tasting dinners. Oh, yeah, we love them. Well, that's why we're excited for the, the fall. I mean, 
all of us business owners love the summer because everybody's here. Right. The, the money's good. We're making money. <laughs> games on. Now that it slows down a little bit, we get to go to your dinners. Right. And, you know, everybody gets to get back out again a little bit more and get to some of these events. And that's yeah, and what we're excited about. And more restaurants know. are doing that now. You know, we started doing that at Red Sky. I really like it because what it does for, for my crew is the chefs actually get to do something that they don't get an opportunity to do when it's like high volume. Okay, dude, throw another board out. Now we get to switch menus up. Now we get right. to go ahead and start playing with things. There's a little bit more time. And those pop-up dinners are a great light that shines on others' talents. Now, you know, it's not all about Wes. It's about, yes. okay, Corey's going to create this, and, you know, James is going to do this. And then, and other restaurants do it as well. Um, Saltbox Cafe with Amanda and Randolph. Yeah, they do love, a great yeah. wine dinner type thing. I think we try to go to, like, if there's, if there's a wine dinner anywhere, we're there. <laughs> as if your plate's not full enough, what's on the uh, horizon? Anything real quick or you Gosh. feel comfortable talking about it at this point in time? Yeah, I mean, we definitely were doing the franchise and that's going to be my franchising front porch. That right. is my next focus. I probably would have put a little bit more attention to it this summer, but we were all running 10 directions yeah. different ways. Yeah. So, you know, the summer's always crazy. The summer was crazy in a different way, I guess, right. a little bit. It seems like we were, we were mostly fully staffed. And I think some of us are getting used to the pace. Right. Employees would say, oh, it doesn't feel as busy as last summer, even though we were as busy or busier. busier. Right. <laughs> but I was like, I think you're just used to, you're used to this pace now. Oh, yeah. So it's a little bit of, I think now we are seeing this like slowdown, right? That last week of August. Right. There was some empty houses. You know, it was definitely noticeable, I think, here on the beach. Yeah. I mean, I still think we're, the beach is stronger still than pre-COVID. Yeah. So. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not sure what the whole off-season looks like this year for us. So. I mean, I think you're right. I think the beach is stronger as a whole. And I think that just sort of like you lost your job and then you found another one with the Moyot <laughs> right. chips, wine, and beer. I mean, the positive attributes of COVID is I think any real growth comes from a stressful situation. 100%. And I do believe that the beach is stronger on a whole. It's definitely gotten a lot more attention because people were coming back down here and they've been going to the Bahamas and they couldn't fly. And it's like, oh man, now I remember why I love the Outer Banks so much. And it's only eight hours away and seven hours away and we can drive. So we got that new look, which I think, and you know, it's businesses like you guys, like that I think is part of the network that's going to facilitate us growing into the demands that we're going to need as the beach becomes more popular. Yeah. yeah. I think that'll continue. It's going to take a couple of years for the post-COVID down here to kind of shake out a little bit. Right. You know, at- and I think people, some people are concerned about the economy. I'm kind of starting to hear a little bit about that. Right. Um, as far as like, yeah, if us just even trying to like open new locations, which people approach us kind of all the time. <laughs> Why don't you have one here and one there and one there, you know, and right. you have always have concerns about like, okay, can I staff it? Do I have management existing? Do I have people that can bring up into management right. that could handle that? And then we've always said like, just even from the beginning where I was like, I can't do one more. And then, I mean, three years ago when we opened the olive oil store in the outlets, and then I was like, I can't do another one. And Phil was like, you can. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I couldn't envision where I'm at now. now you know? I mean, you... I was working in the stores all the time. So that was a big piece to where you can't work in the store. And I was like, 
I like working in the stores. I know. Like I do. I love it's probably the same for you. It is exact same for me. I mean, people will be and people, our customers, will call us on it all the time. It's like, I was in the restaurant, and I didn't see you back there cooking. I'm like, if I'm cooking in the restaurant now, that means somebody is missing because I can't really be, I mean, I did that. I've done that. That's how I got here. If I want to grow, I've got to free myself up. I can't be back there making the beignets all the time. But anyway, is there anything else you guys would like to talk about today on Outer Banks Raw? I think it's amazing that we have the businesses we have. We bump into guys like US yeah. in our our shops, and like I said, we're so thrilled about the fall. Actually, I, and I'm I'm really excited actually that we're going to get a real fall. I think you know with the post COVID, <laughs> we've had two years now of the not having like fall, right? And I think for locals, we need fall a, is maybe we need a little break. Right? September <laughs> and October, as long as the storms stay away, I right. think is one of my favorite times here in the Outer Banks. It's the I, most beautiful time to come here. The you know what? We amazing. all agree on that. The, the <laughs> food well. is still here. All the restaurants are still open. The events start happening, and we all get to actually water's see each other. Warm. Yeah, the water's still warm. We get to see each other instead of all of us being so busy that we, we don't actually see each other because we're too busy. Covering for <laughs> our employees at the stores. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys so much for coming into Outer Banks Raw today. I can't wait to see you around town in the fall. You'll see me at the coffee shop, and then hopefully I get to see you guys at some of our pop-up dinners. You're always a lot of fun. Thanks. And we wish you continued success. And if you're coming down to the Outer Banks, you need anything from olive oil to a fresh cup of joe, you know where to go, Okay. <laughs> So anyway, thanks, Phil. Thanks, Laura. Thanks. Thanks Thanks for having us. I appreciate it. So there you have it. Another episode of Outer Banks Raw. I really want to thank Laura and Phil from Chips and Front Porch and Olive Oil Company. If you're coming down, check out their shops. And if you love the Outer Banks, you're going to love Outer Banks Raw. Outer Banks Raw. This is Chef West Step. Till next time. Later. Later.